Okay, Brucham Abbaim, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Koilel Igor de Perka of Kew Garden Hills, New York. Um, thank you everyone for joining us this morning. Parshas Toldois. We have a few uh, very important announcements to make. And uh, today, beginning at 5.30, we begin a new Limud. We just finished Vesiata Deshmaya, the Taimra Devaira. Today we begin the Igeras Hagra. Um, everyone's welcome to join us on the same Zoom at 5.30. Usually it's at 5 o'clock, but right now the Mincha Marav is interfering for many people. But ultimately it will be 5 o'clock. So that's uh, today uh, at 5.30 p.m. It's 10 minutes a day approximately. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, we will not be doing it Thursday. Uh, from here on Thursday there will be a special Shir and Hilcha Shabbos at 2.30 p.m. Okay, stay tuned for that. The next announcement is the shiurim are now available on podcast, if that does anything for anybody. Um, so, if uh, for those who even know what podcast is, the shiurim are now aven- uh, available on that venue, uh, a number of different uh, syndicators. Fine. Number three, this Thursday night, 9.30 p.m., uh, there will be a question and answer live stream on a website called Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a very nice website that has Shuram Be'ion on the whole Shas. At 9.30 p.m., Q&A. Uh, anybody has any interesting questions to submit, please submit them. You could submit to me, to the um, office at RabbiDG.com or Rabbi Glassman Source Sheets. Okay. Uh, you know how to get the Sefer on Rav Meir. I'm sure everybody wants it for Hanukkah, as we're going to talk uh, according to many Rav Meir's yard site is Hanukkah. Bezos Hashem, this coming, uh, maybe the end of the week or the beginning of the next week, the Sefer on Hanukkah for Art Scroll will be released, and it's already available uh, for pre-order. So you could go to the Art Scroll website to order it, or you could go to Torah anytime, click on, go to Speakers, Gladstein, and there's a link to pre-order the Sefer. Okay? Hold on, is it in English? I'm sorry. It's in English, yeah. So for those who understand English, for those who speak English, those who recognize the English language, this is an excellent language for those who live in the United States of America. Um, okay. And if anybody wants to be mishtatev in uh, the next Sefer on Sefer Voracious, uh, please contact us. Okay. Parshas told us. We've spoken about many interesting topics over the years, and... This one's got to top it. Uh, this is a very controversial subject. It's a lumdisha subject. It's halacha lemaisa, and it's also quite relevant uh, for contemporary times. It's a subject relevant to uh, morality in America and in the state of Israel. <clears throat> the pasuk says, Bekirba." The sons were quarreling within her. Rivka didn't understand. Chazal say when she passed by the base medrash, somebody was kicking to come out, and then she passed by the bais of Avodah Zarah, someone was kicking to come out. So she said, What do I need this for? So she went to seek out Hashem. Okay, we generally understand this to mean She went to seek out Hashem. We learn that to mean she went to ask uh, the Navi. She went to ask a sort of prophecy. What's, what's going to be the fate of her child? However, Targum Unklis offers a very interesting pshat. Says Targum, Her children were pushing within her. 
Va'ameras, and she said, Imkain of so lamad dinana what do I need this for? Va'azolas, she went lemizba olfan, to seek out teaching, olfan, like aleph, or olpan. She went to seek out teaching, halacha. She went to ask a shayla, min kadam Hashem, from before the Lord. So Targumunklus is saying that our mother, Rivka, went to ask a halachic shayla. So the question is, that's pretty interesting. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to know, what was the halachic shayla that Rivka asked? Maybe the Unklus says Hashem is yud yud. But the Pulsic says it's Yud-Kei Vav-Tei. always says yud yud. That's just a printer thing. So what was the Shaila that um, that the uh, that Rivka asked um, the Talmud Chacham Shem Ve'eber? So the, the Briskarov, Rav Yitzhak Zev Salavechik, says a very interesting interpretation. Because the Medrash says, the Medrash says in Bereshis Rabbah, Parsha Samach Gimel Oisvav, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Zerot Laroi Gezeh, Vezerot Laroi Gezeh. This one went to kill this one, and this one went to kill the other. Yaakov was trying to kill Esav, Esav was trying to kill Yaakov. Now, here's the question. If a Gentile commits murder, he's liable to capital punishment. However, as we're going to see, there is an area of halacha, that is actually more stringent for a Ben Noyach, for an Akum, than it is for a Jew, and that is the subject of abortion in Halacha. That even though we're going to see for a Jew, abortion is somewhat more lenient than for a Gentile. For a Gentile, abortion is always cold-blooded murder. And that's why this is a very important topic. Because this is an issue that as a... Uh, a Jew who believes in the Torah and believes in a Creator and believes in a divinely given uh, set of morality, we have to stand up to uphold that abortion is absolutely prohibited for a Gentile. Now we're going to see what about for a Jew. But for a Gentile, a Gentile who commits abortion is considered a capital offense and in Yadenu Tekifa we would administer capital punishment for abortion. So here we have a very interesting Shaila. Because Esav Lechaira is a Ben Nayach. He's not a Yid. Esav wasn't a, is not a Yid. Esav didn't eat gefilte fish. He, maybe he ate a little cholent on that day, but uh, he didn't eat... Uh, Esav is a Ben Nayach. He was not an observant Jew. And therefore, for Yaakov to kill him, he's just an embryo, he's an Ubar. Lechaira Yaakov is not a Roidev. On the other hand, Esav is running after Yaakov. Yaakov is an embryo. For a Gentile to commit abortion, that's Ritzicha. In that case, Esav is considered a Roidev. Yaakov Lechaira is not considered a Roidev. If, that, if that's the case, if Esav is a Ben Noyach and Yaakov is a Yisrael, so what Yaakov is doing is not Ritzicha. What Esav is doing is Ritzicha. If that's the case, now why is what yeah, why is what Esav doing Ritzicha? Because Esav is a Benoyach. For a Benoyach to uh, commit abortion, that is murder. On the other hand, for Yaakov as a Jew to commit a, to commit
commit abortion is not considered murder. So Yaakov is not a roidef. Esav is a roidef. If that's the case, if Esav is a roidef, then you're allowed to kill Esav. Then Rivka can have an abortion on Esav. So Rivka was asking a shayla, says the briskarov, if, since she's having two children, Yaakov is not a roidef because he's trying to kill a ben Noyach. Excuse me, because he's a Jew, and for a Jew to commit abortion is not Ritzicha. On the other hand, Esav is a guy. For a guy to commit abortion is Ritzicha. So Rivka now wants to ask Ashayla, maybe she's allowed to kill Esav, because since Esav is a Roidev, maybe Rivka could kill her. And the answer that Rivka was given was, Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Right now, Esav has not veered off yet. Esav is still considered your son and the son of Yitzchak, and therefore at this point of time he is a Yisrael, and the same way Yaakov is not considered a Roidev, Esav is not considered a Roidev, and they're basically equal, and since neither one is a Roidev, therefore you cannot kill Esav. This is how the Briskarov learns uh, the Shaila that Rivka Imenu asked the Yeshiva Shema Eva. But Marv Ravosa, we're going to explore another possibility and try to under, understand what Rivka Shaila was to the Yeshiva Shema Eva, and this will get us into the subject of abortion in Halacha. Now, uh, nobody should take what we're saying as Halacha Lamaisa, if there's ever a relevant Shaila, this is something you cannot ask your local uh, Orthodox Rabbi, you need to take this to the Gedolei HaPoiskim, and this this is an area of uh, a sugya chamura and a shayla chamura and has to be treated with the utmost um, uh, severity and seriousness. But, um, and it's very important for a Jew to be familiar with the principles of this area of halacha as we have to be familiar with all areas of halacha and especially in the times that we live in because uh, aside from the fact that it's a hot issue in the United States of America, but unfortunately, and you know, chas v'shom, we, we never want to uh, even insinuate anything negative about other Yidin or about Eretz Yisrael, but you know, for we do have to know that the reality is that the government of the state of Israel um, is considered extremely progressive and liberal when it comes to abortion, and litza'areinu uladavoinenu, Many, many babies have been killed in the state of Israel since 1948. Unfortunately, the number tops one million. And it's extremely heart-wrenching and painful that there were a a million Jewish children killed in the Holocaust, but unfortunately, there were a million Jewish children killed in our own Ba'artseinu HaKadoshah. And imagine what the Jewish people would look like with uh, a million more, had there been a million more Jewish children. Imagine, you know, we're talking about a, a much higher percentage of Jews in the world today. So this is something that we have to realize is is relevant to the very backbone of our people. And it's something that a Jew has to stand up for as a matter of principle, and a matter of morality, and a, mar- a matter of halacha. The Gemara tells us something very interesting. The Gemara said, Hedjin Nun Zayin Ashkach Rabbi Yaakov Baracha to have a ksiv b'sefer Agadata de Beirav. Rabbi Yaakov Baracha found it was written in the book of Agadata of the house of Rav. Sorry, let me try to pick this up for you over here. 
Benoyach nerag b'dayin echad. A Gentile could be killed with the adjudication of one judge, who be eight echad, and with the testimony of one witness. Shaloi b'hasra, without warning, mipiish, v'loi mipiisha, but it has to be a male testimony, not a female testimony. V'afilu karav, you could even use a relative. So these are all leniencies by a Gentile over, actually these are a strictness, chumras, of a Gentile over a Jew. A Gentile could be killed with one judge as opposed to a Yid, with one witness as opposed to a Yid, without warning as opposed to a Yid, as opposed to a Yid. Now, the Gemara says something quite remarkable. Rabbi Shmuel, Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Amar. It was said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel. Afal Ha'ubrin. A Ben Noyach is killed even if they kill a fetus. Why? My time made Rabbi Shmuel. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Shmuel? If you spill the blood of a man in a man, his blood should be spilled. What does a man within a man have? So here we learn something interesting, that even though that if a Jew commits an abortion, if a Jew kills a fetus, we do not kill the Jew... Nevertheless, if a Gentile kills a fetus, it is considered a capital offense. Marvar Aboisai, recognizing that, realize how dangerous it is to live in a society where abortion is considered common practice, where people could pay money and abort a fetus. For a Gentile to do so is considered cold-blooded murder, it's considered a capital offense, by the, uh, the Gemara and Sanhedrin that we just read, Adaf Nun Zayin Amidbeis. Marvra Boisai, the Rambam writes, Ben Noyach Shahara and Hilchois Ma'amalachim, Parak Tes, Halacha Dalad. Ben Noyach Shahara Agnefesh, a Gentile that killed a soul, Afilu Uber B'me'imoy. Even a fetus in his mother's womb, Nerag Olav, he would be murdered on it. Bechinim Harag Trefa. Likewise, if he killed a trefa, meaning a child that was not viable, or if it was tied up and placed before a lion, or if a child was left in famine until it died, a ben noyach would be killed. Masha'en came be Israel, says the Rambam. If a Jew commits an abortion, we do not murder the Jew. It is not a capital offense. It is not considered one of the cardinal sins. So isn't this quite remarkable? This is an instance where for a Gentile to, to do something, it is not only ushered as a capital offense, and for a Jew to do so, it is not considered a capital offense. Why not? Isn't a fetus a living entity? Isn't it a human being? Why would it be any more lenient for a Jew than for a Gentile? So we're going to explore a number of different possibilities. We start with the Mishnah and Oyelois. The Mishnah and Oyelois says, Ho'isha shi mekasha leleid, a woman who was having a hard time giving birth. So now, why? Because the baby was endangering her life. We will kill the baby. This is another interesting halacha. And that is, even though an abortion is aser, but if the baby is endangering the life of the mother, the baby is considered a roidev. And since the baby is a roidev, we could take the life of the baby, 
because we could take anybody's life if they're endangering someone else's life. We cut up the child in the mother's womb, and we extract it limb by limb. Her life takes precedence over the life of the child. But Yatsar once the child is born, and now the Mepharshim explain, the manner in which the child is endangering the life of the mother is natural. And now the child, we don't touch the child. We cannot take away one person's life on account of another. So the Mishnah is saying that if a child is and endangering the life of the mother, we will kill the child to save the mother. But once a child is mostly out, we do not touch the child. Check out a Rashi. Watch this Rashi. Hear the words of Rashi. Rashi's bothered. If we don't take away one life for another, and that's why we do not kill the child once the child is mostly out, why do we murder the child in his mother's womb if she's endangering the life of the child? Says Rashi, Kozman Lav nefeshu Says Rashi, so long as a child has not emerged from his mother, he is not a nefesh. He is not a soul. He does not have the same human existence as a child that comes out of Oilam. And therefore, if the child is endangering the mother and the mother in utero, we will kill the child because the child is not a nefesh. Hersta Rashi, hear the words of Rashi. Rashi learns that an embryo is not a nefesh. Now, you're still not allowed to arbitrarily kill an embryo. It's still prohibited. And for a Gentile, it's murder. And for a Gentile, we would it's considered a capital offense. However, it is not a full nefesh, and therefore, for a Jew to kill a child who's endangering the mother, it's mutter. Why Rashi seems to be learning that a child is not a nefesh? Comes the sma. The Sma is explaining the words of the of the Tur. That once the child has emerged, you cannot kill the child because this is Tivay Shalaylam. Says the Sma, the Tur wrote this. So you don't say, the Vlad is a Roydev, so why don't we save the mother? The Chidosh is, since this is Tavay Shalaylam, the child does not have a din of a Roydev. I, when the child is in B'mei Imoy, why don't we also say... It's Tivay Shal Aylam. Biafal Pikain Ba'oidai Bimeyaha Mutter Lechatchai. When the child is in his mother's womb, you're allowed to cut him up. Afal Pishu Chai. Even though the child's alive. Why? Shakal Shalayatza Laavira Aylam. So long as the child is not born. Ain Shame Nefesh Alav. It's not considered a living entity. Says the Sma. You know what the proof is? That before a child is born, it's not considered a living entity. What's the halacha if somebody takes a baseball bat, goes over to a pregnant woman, hits her, and causes her to miscarriage? What do we do to the guy? It's a pasuk in Chumash. He pays the value of the embryo. Wait a second. What if Ruvain kills Shimon? Does Ruvain pay Shimon's relatives his value? No, Ruvain's a murderer. So why if Ruvain kills an embryo, 
Does he only play the value? The answer is, this is a raya that an embryo says the smat is not an nefesh. Now we have to understand, so why is a Gentile killed for for abortion if it's not an nefesh? You have to say, because we know that by Gentiles, they're killed for committing any infraction. If a Gentile steals a half a penny, they would be liable to the death penalty according to Torah law. So, just because we it's considered a capital offense, it doesn't necessarily mean it's murder. All sin for a Akum is considered a capital offense. But for a Jew to commit an abortion, it is not a capital offense, according to Rashi, according to the Sma, because it is not a Nefesh. So we want to examine this. That is one way of looking at it. Why is it not why is abortion not a murder? Because a embryo is not a nefesh. But look at Tysis. Tysis in Sanhedrin Daf Nuntes, Tysis in Khulan Daf Lamid Gimel. Tysis is going on the following Gemara. The Gemara says the following principle. There is nothing in this world that's mutter for a Jew and usr for a guy. Right, that's like a basic rule of of, of life. It's not shayach that there's something that a Jew could do and a guy can't do. Like, how could it be that a Jew has a more lenient uh, a leniency that a guy doesn't have? Leika mida'am. There's nothing. So Taisa says, really? What about abortion? A guy is allowed to do abortion. And a yid is not allowed to do, right? In other words, a guy is not allowed to do abortion, and a Jew is, so we find something that a Jew is allowed to do, and a guy is not allowed to do. Says Toysus, Even though it's potter, it's not permitted. So Toysus' kasha is, what do you mean, Goyim can't do abortion and Jews can? And Toysus says, no, even though a Jew is potter, but he's not allowed to. Now, does Toysus just mean that it's also Midrabanon for a Jew to do abortion? But then Lechara, we still have a kasha on the Gemara, because the Gemara says there is nothing that a Gentile can't do that a Jew could do. And haven't we found something, at least Midairaisa, a Jew could do abortion? Toysus has to be saying that even though a Jew is not liable to the death penalty for committing abortion, it's still Asr Midairaisa. Now why would that be? Why would it be Asr Midairaisa? I thought we said a child is not a Nefesh. And the answer is, the first answer this evening, uh, this morning, or it depends where you are. Let's see where you are. I see a lot of people in Queens. So in Queens it's the morning. That's all. Queens, Muncie. That's it. We have no international. So it's the morning for everybody. Um, the Mizrahi offers a very interesting shot. Why, even though abortion is mutter, so to speak, for Yenachayev Misa for abortion, but it would still be an Isra Raisa. The Mizrahi says as follows. Abortion for a Jew is ritzicha, it's murder. 
I, why do you not get the death penalty for abortion? The answer is because you're killing a fetus. We know that if somebody, um, a child before it's 30 days old, is uh, a suffolk nafel. Might not be a viable child. It's not clear that you're killing a ben kayama. Certainly, if somebody kills a fetus, it's unclear whether the fetus is a ben kayama. The fetus might not survive. Now, the truth is, anytime you kill anybody, there's always a suffix. Maybe this person is a trefa, but for most people, we follow a roiv, that most people are not a trefa. But a fetus does not really have a chazaka, that it's a living entity. So you'll say, so why would you not be chayiv misa? Rabbi said, we know that a person can only be chayiv misa if they get warned. And one of the halachos of warning is you need hasras vada, you need definite warning. If we can't warn you definitively, then we cannot kill you. And therefore, before somebody commits an abortion, we can't warn the person and say, well, if you commit this abortion, you're going to be chayiv misa because it's murder. Because the guy could say, well, how do you know that this, this embryo that I'm murdering is viable? Maybe it's not a Ben Kayama, maybe it's not sustainable, maybe it won't live. So since we cannot give a definitive warning, therefore we cannot administer a death penalty for abortion because it's, it's by definition Hasra Suffolk. It's doubtful Hasra. It is not definitive hasra. So since it's not definitive hasra, we cannot murder the person. So you say, why do we murder a Gentile for abortion? Why do we give the Gentile uh, capital punishment? The answer is because a Gentile doesn't need hasra. We just saw in the Gemara Sanhedrin. A Gentile does not require hasra. Shaloi hasra. Sanhedrin So since a Gentile does not need hasra, Therefore, a Gentile is chayyah for abortion. So it's not that abortion is more strict for a Gentile than a Jew. It's just that a Gentile requires, it's just that a Gentile does not require warning, and therefore, he would be chayyah for committing abortion. But a Jew that requires warning, he would not be chayyah for abortion. That is the opinion of the Mizrahi. Mizrahi says in number 14, if somebody commits, uh, kills an embryo, a Jew would not be liable to the death penalty. Maybe this child is not fully developed. And is not worthy to be a man. He'll never grow to be a person. Vahasra Safik Lav Shma Hasra. And doubtful Hasra is not a Hasra. And even though most Ubarim will be viable, nevertheless, since right now the child has not been finished up its term, and we don't know for sure that the child will be a viable child, the reason why Abortion is not a capital offense, it's for a technical loophole. And that is we cannot give t- a definitive warning. But if you wanted to know, what do you call somebody, a Jewish person who has an abortion, you call them a roitzeach, you call them a murderer. That is the opinion of the Mizrahi. Meaning in the opinion of the Mizrahi, abortion is murder. Ritzicha.
So why don't we kill them? We can't warn you. However, the Chavos Yoyer, Rabbi Chaim Bachrach, one of the great Achroinim is buried in worms. He amazingly writes that the prohibition of abortion is different than the Mizrahi. He deals with the following Shaila. You have a married woman who committed adultery. And after she committed adultery, she was very uh, curious and surprised that her, her cycle stopped. She couldn't understand why she wasn't having a cycle anymore. And a few months later, she understood very clearly that the reason she wasn't having a cycle is because she was expecting a child, a very nice mamzerol. She was thinking, what's she going to call him? Mamzer, mamzerol, mamzerolashi, mamzera. You know, she was uh, contemplating the various names, and she was having great harata and terrible distress and great anxiety and was despondent that she committed such a, a terrible crime and she was going to bring a mamzer to the world and therefore she went to the Rav, what could she do to do tshuva? Perhaps she should have an abortion. And this Shiloh came, made its way to the Chavos Yar, Rabbi Chaim Bachrach. And the Chavos Yar was incredulous that the story ever happened because most women, if they sunk so low as to be Mazana while she was married to her husband, it's unlikely she's then going to go to a Rav and ask a Shaila how she could do tshuva. I mean, usually you don't hear of people who are willing to commit a sin like this and then they're going to go ask how they could do tshuva. But in the course of the uh, tshuva, the Chavosyar says that if it actually happened, in his opinion, what is the problem with abortion, says the Chavosyar, abortion is not murder. You know what abortion is? Abortion is merely hashchasas zera, wasting seed. Masturbation, we know there's an iser in the Torah for a man to waste seed. There's a Shailah and the Rishonim and Toysus and Yavamas Yud Beis Amad Beis whether a woman is commanded against wasting seed. So you'll say, what does an abortion have to do with wasting seed? We're not wasting seed over here. We're dealing with killing an embryo. Well, an embryo is a developed zera. It's hashchasa zera in the highest sense. And therefore, says the Chavos Yoyer, an abortion is not murder. An abortion is not ritzicha. It's Hashchas Azera. Now, you're not allowed to be Mashchas And in the opinion of the Zayar, Hashchas Azera is the worst crime in the Torah. But nevertheless, in Halacha, it's a lav like any other lav, like Shatnis and like Achilas Nevelos Utrefais. So says the Chavos Yoyer, in his opinion, abortion is not murder, abortion is Hashchas Azera. In fact, Rav Yaakov Emdin was asked about a woman who was Mazana. Can she commit? Can she perform an abortion? Well, says of Yaakov Emden, maybe a woman who's mezana can commit an abortion, could perform an abortion. You know why? Because a woman who's mezana is chayiv misa, and it's like she has a death penalty over her, and she's a bas katola. And even though when a mamzer is born, it's a Jew like any other. But right now the mamzer is in his mother's uterus. And 
He's the Uber Yerachimai. Now, even though we cannot take the life of the mother, but if we would be able to take the law into our own hands, we would kill this woman and we would kill her child. Right? We know that Sonu's Chayiv me. So, even if they're pregnant, we kill them and we kill the child. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, Al-Kino, you nearly pushed. There is no Isser for a woman who's Mazana and produces a Mamzer to have an abortion. Even though the mother is not being killed, but since we would kill the mother, and the mother is a Barakatala, and then the child is a Barakatala, and if we could take the matters into our own hands, we would kill the mother, and we would kill the child. So even though we don't have the capacity to do that, this is not called because she's killing someone who should really be killed. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, it's a mitzvah for her to have an abortion. We find many times in Midrashim and in Shas that people who were Bali Tshuva took the din into their own hands and they were praised that there was certainly the Vlad and the mother will not be um, asked of her there will be no accusation against her for taking his life because this child is an extension of her and really she's Chayiv Misa and Rav Yaakov Emdin is of the opinion that a woman who's Mazana, since she's Chayiv Misa, she's a Baal a bar Katala and so is her child and she could commit an abortion on the child. So Marva Abaisai, we have right now two ways of understanding why a Jew who commits an abortion, is not Chayv Misa. Number one, the Mizrahi. He's a murderer, but we can't kill him because he, we can't warn him definitively. It's Hasra Safik. Number two, we have the Chavos Yoyer. The Chavos Yoyer learns that abortion is not murder. Abortion is just Hashchas Azara. It's a love. Abortion is a terrible Avera, according to the Chavos Yoyer. But it's not murder. It's merely Hashchas Azara. The Maharit, the Marit says that you know why you can't commit an abortion? You know what it is? It's not murder. It's not hashchos zera. It's just you're being mazik. Can I go over and damage your car? No, it's Isra Dairaisa. Can't be mazik you. Can I go over and damage your clothing? No. So I can't go over and damage your baby, or I can't damage another baby. It's not murder, it's not Hashchas Azara, but what it is, it's Hezek, it's Chavala, says the Maharit. Um, it's Chavala. So we have three opinions, And three reasons why we would not administer capital punishment to a Jew who commits an abortion. The Mizrahi learns it's Hasra Safik. The Chavos Yor says it's a lav of Hashchas Azara. The Marit learns it's damaging, it's Chavala. So, we come to a very interesting Toysus. Toysus wants to know, Let's say a... What's the halacha? Are you allowed to desecrate Shabbos for an embryo to save the life of a baby? 
Yeah. That means the child's a living entity. Tysus wants to know, how, is it, how in the world is it possible to say you're allowed to kill a child and you're allowed to desecrate Shabbos to save the child? How could it be, says Tysus, in time of Imtim Sulema, the Mutter Lahargoi Bebeten, now, Toysus has to mean the Oiraisa, but Toysus wants to know, how could it be that mid Oiraisa you're allowed to kill a child b'mei Why would we desecrate the Shabbos? That we know you're allowed to bring a knife through Rosh Harabim to tear open the mother to save the child. Toysus says, how in the world could such a thing be? How could it be that you're allowed to murder a child? That means the child is not viable, he's not a living entity. And on the other hand, you're allowed to murder him, but you can also desecrate Shabbos to save his life. I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it. If the child is a living entity, so then you can't kill it. If it's not a living entity, then why are you allowed to desecrate the Shabbos? So here we come to uh, basically a heart-wrenching shaila. The Shaila is, what would the nafgamina be if the reason you can't commit abortion is because it's murder? Or because it's hashras azara? Or because it's damaging? I mean, either way you can't do it. So there's a very clear nafgamina. Someone came to Rav Unterman, one of the first chief rabbis of Israel, with a very interesting shaila. The shaila is during uh, the war, during the Holocaust, a German officer uh, took a Jewish woman who was married, and uh, he, he lived with her, he had relations with her. Turns out, turns out that this woman uh, became pregnant. Now the last thing that a Nazi wants is that he should produce a Jewish child. So when he realizes that the woman who he had relations with was pregnant, he told her, listen lady, go to the clinic and uh, take care of this uh, mess, take care of the child. So she goes to the clinic, and it's her mazel. Who's the doctor? A Frumayid. Frumayid says, you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't commit an, you can't do an abortion. Can't do an abortion. So the Nazi comes, and he puts his gun to the head of the doctor, and he says, yeah, I bet you could figure out a way how to do the abortion. So now the doctor's life is on the line. Because the Nazi says, I will kill you if you don't perform this abortion. Can the doctor kill the baby, the Jewish baby, to save his own skin? Says Rav Unterman, if the reason why a Jew can't commit an abortion is really it's murder, it's just we don't kill him because we can't give him a definitive warning, are you allowed to kill someone to save your own skin? If Ruben comes over to Shimon and he says, Shimon, Kill Levi or I'll kill you. 
Shimon can't kill Levi to save his own skin. Shimon has to save his life. Excuse me. Shimon has to risk his life and not kill Levi. Why? Because my chazis the dama didach sumaktvei dilma damach the chavach sumaktvei. Who says your blood is redder? Maybe your friend's blood is redder. You're never allowed to kill somebody to save a life. Well, if you can't kill someone to save a life, then in Rav Unterman's case, this doctor would not be able to commit an abortion, perform an abortion to save his life. Because who said the doctor's blood is redder? Maybe the baby's blood is redder. But if the reason you're not to commit an abortion is because it's hashchas zera, or the reason you're not to commit an abortion is because it's damaged, so even though these are averos, but v'chai bohem, they're not important that more important than preserving Jewish life, and you'd be allowed to commit the abortion, and you'd be allowed to kill the baby in order to save your own life. So the Tzitzel Yezer discusses the following very heartbreaking shaila. He wants to know a family did a genetic test on the on the embryo and Loyalenu it should nobody should ever know of such a thing. The child is diagnosed and is determined to have a terrible genetic disease known as Tay-Sachs. And uh, Tay-Sachs is an incredibly debilitating genetic disease. Child becomes blind, it loses all faculties, it begins deteriorating after a couple of months very rapidly. And at least the Tzitzliezer says in his times, a child cannot live beyond four years old. There is no remedy, there's no cure for Tay-Sachs. It, it, it puts on the parents a terrible burden, a psychological burden. The Tzitzliezer says he knows of parents that literally developed heart disease, kidney disease, dealing with such an illness. And the question is, if it is determined that a child, an embryo has Tay-Sachs, would the mother be allowed to perform an abortion to uh, not to have to deal with the terrible physical, emotional, psychological suffering that such a child would bring upon a family? Is it permitted to uh, perform an abortion to save the child from to save the family from such uh, a devastating basura. Well, the Tzitzeliezer, the Rebbeliezer Yehuda Waldenberg, the Poisik of Shari Tzedek Hospital, he says, After seriously surveying and canvassing the subject, Bechot Stade Hanituche Hanesunim Shebem dealing with all the various perspectives of the Shaila, he says it, it seems according to his humble opinion that to stop pregnancy, and he calls this this procedure hapalas ubarim, causing the child to fall out, uh, which is somewhat of a more innocuous expression. He says in this isolated case, that has such severe repercussions to continue on with the pregnancy. You could stop 
the pregnancy up to seven months. As long as the abortion will not be dangerous to the mother. However, once seven months pass, that's already a much more severe shayla. Now, says it to Eliezer, it is clear, it is obvious in halacha, that Yisrael is not nerag anu barim, except for some, in other words, we paskin that a, for Yisrael to kill an embryo, it is not considered murder, except for one isolated um, minority view, a soul view, the paiskim hold you are not murdered for um, miscarriage. Maybe it's a lack of binyan shaloylam, but it's not ibn nefashas. And therefore the marit allows to have an abortion uh, if it's for the benefit of the mother's well-being, even if it's not uh, a life-threatening situation. And says Radetzitz Eliezer, especially in light of the Psak of Rav Yaakov Emden. Rav Yaakov Emden writes in the Tshuva that we read earlier, in Tshuva Mem Gimel, that by an Uber Kasher, there's a Tzad Lahakel, if it's a Tzach Gadol, even if it's not Pikach Nefesh, to save her from terrible harm. And therefore the Tzitzel Paskins and in heartbreaking, a heart-wrenching, and, and, but a psak that in a way is, seems very compassionate to a parents who would have to undergo this. The Tzitzel offered a very uh, great leniency that if the child is diagnosed with this dreaded uh, genetic disease, you, it would be permitted to have an abortion. Now what about, says the Tzitz Eliezer, if the child is diagnosed with something more, uh, not as severe, what he calls Mongoliism, or what we know today to be Down Syndrome? Well, says the Tzitz Eliezer, you cannot extrapolate one, one difficulty with another, one illness with another, and therefore one cannot have an abortion for Down Syndrome, um... Without going to a um, a great paisek who's going to evaluate the mental health of the parents, the physical health of the parents, and other factors, but one cannot extrapolate from one case to the other. That even though when it comes to marvrabaisai tesaks, now you'll ask why is it permitted for tesaks? After all, everybody agrees abortion is usher. It might not be murder, but it's at least hashchasa zera. But still, says the tzitzel yezer, it's only a love. And the Makaim Tsar Gadol Gadol, it would be permitted. And by the way, the Tzitz Eliezer says it is preferable that if somebody is going to be having an abortion, it is better to try to find a Jewish doctor than a Gentile doctor. Because again, for a Gentile doctor, it is capital punishment. But for a Jewish doctor, it's only hashkasa zera, which could be permitted under these circumstances. So that is a major leniency of the Tzitzel Yezer. And in Chelek Yeridea Simen Kuf, the Tzitzel Yezer sort of concludes. He says, Lezois, 
Mishnasenu Bazel Oizazim and Mekayma. And we're going to come back to this. Tshuva, he says, um, he doesn't fall off of his original Tshuva. And he says, that Pederach Klal Kol Bnei Yisrael Mazhar Mazhar Chamor Loilin or Kalasoish Bahavsaka Seiron. In general, a Jew is commanded not to be lightheaded with abortion. Mishum Eizanochios Meduma. In other words, but if let's say a, a mother feels that it's too difficult for her, she's not going to be able to handle the child. The mother feels it's going to produce, it's going to cause her psychological suffering. We cannot extrapolate under no other circumstance other than the terrible situation of Tesaks. Does the Tzitzel Yezer give this uh, blanket heter? And says the Tzitzel Yezer, especially in light of the words of the Zayar HaKadosh, not to be any worse than the ethicists of the Umay Sa'olam who made different HaKadosh and severe punishments of, on those who participate in abortion. But the Tzitzel Yezer does quote the Zayar HaKadosh in number 24. He says... There are three evils that are perpetrated in the world that Hashem cannot tolerate. And because of them, the world disintegrates little by little without knowing. And HaKadosh leaves the world. And Hashem brings sword and famine and plague. Why does a pandemic come to the world, says the Zayar? Because of abortion in the world. Basically, tragedy comes to the world because of abortion. Therefore, says the Tzitzel even though I am being lenient and I do not consider it abortion murder, it's merely Hashchasa Zara, there are situations where there could be leniences. But, Marv Rabbi the other viewpoint on this subject is the viewpoint of the Paiseka Hadar, uh, the Paiseka of America, the Igoris Moshe, and Chashem Mishbar, Chelek Beis, and Samach Says Rav Moshe <coughs> that in his opinion, abortion is not Hashchas Zara. In his opinion, abortion is not Chavala. In his opinion, abortion is cold blooded manslaughter that under all circumstances it doesn't matter what the prognosis diagnosis is abortion is manslaughter it's murder it's ritzicha mamish even in the case a woman was raped and that's how she became pregnant doesn't matter a child is a human being cannot be cannot uh, commit abortion under any circumstances not only is abortion not abizrayo deretzicha, it's not the dust of murder, it's actual murder. Aye, says Rav Moshe, but what do you mean? One of the sources that Tzitz brought was Taisus and Nida, where Taisus says, how could it be that it's mutter to kill a child, and yet at the same time you're allowed to be Mechalo Shabbos for the child. And the answer of Toysus is, even though you could be Mechalo Shabbos, it's still mutter. That means Toysus in his answer is not falling off of the fact that it's mutter to uh, murder a child. Says Reb Moshe, I don't care if in the last 400 years nobody changed the Girsa and Toysus. It's a Tos, Soifer and Toysus. Toysus doesn't mean it's mutter. Toysus means potter. But it's still Aser.
you're just not Chayiv Misa. Maybe because it's Xeris HaKosov, maybe because of what the Mizrahi said, that it's, it's uh, Hasra Sofik, says the Ramosha, Pashur Ubar Shutas Soifer, and you have to be Goyres, Imtim Soloimer, that you're Potter. Shehu Deloy Kidakosu, the Chayiv Al Rigosuvi Vishvar Mesa Imai. I in Tosis's Teretz, he also says Mutter. The Achar Kachvate Rutzim Tzachligrois Avagav the Potter Butas Soifer Anikur. It's obviously a Tas Soifer. You know why? Because says Ramosha, if it was Mutter to kill a child, how in the world would you be? If it was Mutter to kill an embryo, how could you be Mechal Shabbos for it? So what are you saying? Judaism is discretionary. If you want, you could kill the child. And if you want, you could be Mechal Shabbos. There's nothing in Judaism that's discretionary. Toysus doesn't mean mutter, he means potter. And I want to bring a raya, brura, to Ramosha, that it's a ta soifer. Because <coughs> everywhere else in Shas, Toysus says the word potter and not mutter. Toysus in Sanhedrin, Toysus in Chulin. Toysus says, V'yala abarim do'evigachavim chavim so potter. I, Toysus Anida says mutter. So what are you going to do? You're going to make a machloikis and toysus in. It's clear. Toysus and nida is a ta'asoifer. It means potter, which means perhaps it's an iser right? so we're just not going to kill you for it. <clears throat> but heaven forbid to say, like the tzitz Eliezer says Ramosha, that it's mutter. Because what Ramosha says it cannot be. It just can't be. That Shaleka Inyan Bazaklal, the Kol Khilo Shabbos Amodal Sal's Nevishu Hiavloy Rishos. Whenever you're allowed to desecrate Shabbos for something that's permitted to desecrate Shabbos, it's never discretionary. It's always obligatory. So then how could it be it's obligatory, but it's for a child that you're allowed to kill? It must be you're not allowed to kill the child. And that's why you're Michal Shabbos. And therefore you're not allowed to kill the child. And says the Ramosha, I found that Rabbi Yaakov Emden in his notes wrote, Toysus is not Meduyuk when he says Mutter, because who holds your lad to kill an embryo without any reason? I, Rav Unterman had a Shaila. Now listen to this, right? Remember the Shaila. If the German, if the Nazi says, do an abortion on this kid, otherwise I'm going to kill you. So Rav Unterman wanted to say that even though abortion is murder, you're allowed to do an abortion to save your life. Because why you're not allowed to kill somebody to save your life? Because who said that your blood is redder than their blood? So Rav Unterman says, Elamdos. But in this case, I have a compelling logic that my blood is redder than their blood. Because I'm, as Rashi says, I'm a nefesh. The embryo is not a nefesh. So even though it's murder or abazrayu, deretzicha to kill the child, but at the end of the day, the child is not a nefesh and I'm, an, I'm a nefesh. So that is a compelling svar to say that my blood is redder than the blood of the child. So Rav Moshe says, no, heaven forbid, 
Abortion is not Abuzrayu de Ritzicha, it's Ritzicha Mamish. However, Ramosha says, I would agree to the Psaka of Rav Unterman that you're allowed to commit an abortion to save your life because we can say your blood is redder because when it comes to your life, in other words, when it comes to killing the child, it's not a capital offense. When it comes to killing you, it is a capital offense. So that in itself is a compelling svara to determine that your blood is redder than the blood of the child. But it is Rav Moshe's opinion that it is cold-blooded murder under all circumstances to commit an abortion. I, Rav Yaakov Emden, had a shayla that if a woman was mazana and she produced a mamzer, Rav Yaakov Emden said maybe she's allowed to have an abortion, it's maybe even it's a mitzvah, because since if there was a Sanhedrin, she would be of Misa, and we wouldn't wait for the child to be born. So the child's already considered a bar katala. It's a mitzvah to have a miscarriage. Says Rav Moshe, Rav Yaakov Emden said something that should never have been said. Was Rav Yaakov Emden a great man? Yes. Did the Chassam Sofer call him a Navi? Yes. Was Rav Yaakov Emden right about this, says Rav Moshe? He was completely wrong. He was not allowed to say this. Not only that, it's Dvarim Betelim Mamish, says Rav Moshe, to say that if a woman is Mazana, she could have an abortion because she would have been Chayav Misa. Is Rav Yaakov Emdin an Adam Gadol? Absolutely. But what he wrote over here is Mamish Dvarim Betelim, writes Rav Moshe. Because even if you have Edim, that someone committed a capital offense. And even if you have Asra, and the guy came to Bezdin, and Bezdin is inclined to Paskin, that he's Chayiv Misa. Until the person is Chayiv Misa, they're considered a Chay Gomor. And if you kill them, you are a murderer. So the fact that this one was Mazana, and if Bezdin was standing, should be Chay Misa. It doesn't matter even if Bezdin is standing. And even if you have witnesses. And even if they warned her. Until Bezdin, Paskin, someone is Chay Misa. They're not a Bar Katala. And says Rav Moshe, this is Mamish Dvarim Betelim. The Lord should forgive Rabbi Jacob Emden for saying these words. Says Rav Moshe, Shari Mari And do not pay attention to one word that he said. Now, says Ramosha, why am I speaking out so harshly against abortion? After all, isn't there a Paisek who Ramosha is so upset, he won't even say his name? And we already saw four chuvas from him in the shir. Says Ramosha, there is a great Pirza in this world, in our country, especially in Eretz Yisrael, where millions, where hundreds of thousands of babies are being murdered. And therefore, to uphold Torah law, a believing Jew has to stand up for the principles and morality of the Torah that abortion is not just a prohibition. It is cold-blooded manslaughter in every single situation without exception. That is the opinion of Rav Moshe. Now, what does the Tzitzel Yezer say about Rav Moshe's Psak? He says... I saw, this is uh, number 23, back to the Tzitz Eliezer. 
He said it was shown to me the the psaka Ramosha Feinstein that he holds it's not Hapolas Ubar, it's Harigas Ubar. You hear the difference? Hapolas Ubar sounds a little bit more lenient. Ramosha would never call it that. Ramosha called it Harigas Ubar. And I went over the chuva once and twice and three times, and there's a lot to say. But I'm not going to speak at length. But I'm just going to speak very concisely and not with emotion, with level-headedness. And you choose whichever path you want. He says, regarding the fact that Toysvis and Nida says, Mutter, and Ramosha says <coughs> that it's a Tos Soifer, and you need to be Goyres, Potter and not Mutter, He said, with all due respect to Ramosha, loy adoini loy This is not the way to learn a Toysvis. That when you have a question on Toysvis, and the text stood for hundreds of years to conveniently change the girsa. Don't we learn live psak based on the Goine hadoirois? And they've made great efforts to try to preserve the language of Toysvis and what Toysvis means. And no one had the courage to change the girsa, which would have been so easy. And just say, Potter instead of Mutter. And therefore, my psak remains that I hold that Hafsakas Heroy and that abortion is not Ritzicha. It is merely what? It is merely Hashchasa Zara. And under the circumstance where the child is diagnosed with this dreaded illness, Taysaks, and based on the stipulations that I mentioned earlier, that up to perhaps three months or up to seven months. Under those circumstances, the Tzitz Eliezer still gives his heter. But Marv Rabbi said there are basically two approaches to the sugya. You have the more lenient viewpoint of the Tzitz Eliezer, that it's not murder, and that's the reason why a Jew is not, uh, is not given capital punishment, because it's something like Hashchosazera or Chavala, and even though under normal circumstances it is not permitted, under these circumstances, it would be permitted, but Ramosha learns that it is Ritzicha, Mamish, Biodayim, and there are no circumstances where it's Mutter, unless it's to save your own skin. And Ramosha says, it's not that the child is not viable, but since one would not get capital punishment for killing a child, that is a compelling svara that your blood is redder than the blood of the child. So, Mar Rabbi coming back to the beginning of the Shir, I want to suggest a new possibility of why Rivka Imenu went to the yeshiva Shem Ve'eben. Namely like this. Esav Avada Navada, maybe you could say, is a Yisrael. And in that case, Esav is a Roidev, right? We know Esav is a Roidev, he's trying to kill Yaakov. Is Yaakov a Roidev? So it depends like this. According to Ramosha, they're both a roidev. If they're both a roidev, then perhaps you can't kill either. According to the Tzitz on the other hand, nobody's a roidev. Because killing an embryo is not Ritzicha, it's only Hashchas Hazer, it's only Chavala. And in that case, for... And in that case... For uh, Rivka to have an abortion, according to the Tzitzel there might be room for it. 
So you know what Rivka Shaila was to the Yeshiva Sheva Ever? The Shaila is, do we paskin like Rav Moshe that abortion is Ritzicha? Or do we paskin like the Tzitz Eliezer that abortion is less than that? It's Hashchas Zera or less than that. And that was her Shaila. Could she rely on the Tzitz Eliezer to knock off Esav? And the answer was, hold it off. Either the halachas like Rav Moshe, or even the Tzitz Eliezer would not be lenient under the circumstances. But one thing is for certain, Rivka had a very complex halachic shaila regarding hapolas uvar, ritzichas uvar, and the answer was she was not allowed to be lenient. Okay, Rabbi Isai, but uh, what to take out of the shir is there are two approaches in the sugya. Rabbi Isai learns it's ritzicha, others learn it's less than that. And if loyaleno, uh, there should ever be a shaila, one has to ask the um, most competent halachic authority. Okay, Rabbi Isai? Wishing everyone a great day. Please join us today at 5.30 p.m. Wishing everyone bracha v'atzacha. Can I get a question? Yeah. So in the case of the Nazi, Yaman Shema,